a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. So tonight we are resuming our regular schedule with the third part of our WandaVision coverage, a review of episodes 6 through 9, 9 being the season-slash-series finale. We don't know. I mean, the episode 9 is titled the series finale, so... I guess we'll take that at face value and say that that's the last episode of this limited series on Disney+. Plus. Without further ado, we should just get into it. I have very, very mixed feelings about this show. Okay, I- I'm super glad to hear you say that because I, f- I feel similarly. I think a lot of the discourse and the debate online is very heated for no reason. Just because the X-Men didn't show up or like Reed Richards didn't show up. I feel like people are disappointed, but like they literally never promised you any of that. So maybe we should start with that then. Yeah, a lot of the discourse around the series finale slash season finale, whatever you want to call it, has been around a lot of theory crafting from fans, a lot of speculation, and a lot of disappointment that those things didn't come true. But you're right. These things were never promised to us. My problems lie elsewhere. Let's just say that. It's not with these theories that never came true. (laughs) The same thing for me. Not that my theories didn't come true, but there were things that I feel like the show was setting up, but didn't really pay off uh, really effectively. And that's not to say that um, it had to be the way I was thinking it was going to play out. But Mm -hmm. in the end, some of these things were not as satisfying as I would want them to be. I totally agree. I mean, if we want to get into it, like, I think the biggest disappointment for me, maybe, of this show, I think it is Monica's character. Yeah. A thousand percent. What a waste. I liked Tiana Paris in this role. I think she's going to be a good Monica Rambeau slash Fulton slash potential Captain Marvel replacement. I don't know what you want to call her at this moment. She hasn't gotten her superhero name yet, right? But in the end, her arc felt much more of a setting up this character for, of course, her bigger adventures we know in Captain Marvel 2 versus really feeling completely tied into Wanda's story. But even the setup was kind of a wet fart. Like, they rushed through her getting her powers. Yeah, what then... was that? So, on the show, she just runs through the barrier and she gets powers i assume it's never really explained it's never really like it's not dramatic at all it's 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 nothing really darcy has like the quick line about like oh you've gone through the hex like twice now so your dna is changing you don't know what's going to happen if you go in again and that's the only explanation we get right for what makes her a superhero or what gives her power not necessarily a superhero but what you know uh gives her powers ultimately she doesn't really even get to showcase them as much i mean she has the the one moment in the finale, right, where she, like, blocks the bullets. 
Yeah, she phases through the bullets or whatever. But th- that's it, right? W- what did you guys think of like how her story really ended in this whole thing? It didn't really end. It fizzled out. Nothing happened with her at all. I don't know if it ever really started. It was yeah. You know, it, it never really went anywhere, and that's I think of a piece with the whole sword plot line. The whole thing was really uh, I think mishandled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that part of the show always dragged for me. Yeah, I I agree. Darcy kind of I mean that whole crew kind of amounted to nothing with uh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy. In the end, they were just an afterthought. I think. I mean, I don't see them as essential to the plot, and they were just kind of nice to be there. Like Them fizzling out is not quite as disappointing as Monica yes. fizzling out, because she was built up to be like the centerpiece of the show, other than Wanda and, and Vision. Yeah. Is, is that an in-show expectation, or is that just more fans reading into things what they want to see? I think that, for me, it was part of the show's narrative to try to make her bigger than she ultimately ended up being because she had that really close tie with Wanda, right? She herself was dealing with grief. She herself had lost someone, you know, during the snap, uh, coming back from the snap, not, you know, having that person there anymore. I mean, she does have that nice moment in episode, I think it was seven, right? Where she actually breaks through the barrier and then she actually gets to talk to Wanda about like, hey, you know, I know what you're feeling, right? We're like the same at some kind of level. Mm-hmm. I think the moment itself works for me. I think it's just very misplaced in the the sequence of like the show, right? I think that moment would have worked maybe a lot better if that was that came in the finale, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is, I think, the fizzle you're talking about, uh, Jeff, where that came mm-hmm. in episode seven. We don't even see her in episode eight, and then she's barely in episode nine. Yeah, exactly. Well, she doesn't really have much of a plot line because the sword plot line is so bad, right? Her and Jimmy Woo and Darcy, that whole plot line is them, like, you know, rebelling against sword because their boss is so evil. But he's sort of evil for no reason. So the whole thing kind of just makes no sense and doesn't, it doesn't, like, none of it ever really tracks or comes together. And let's face it, like, Hayward is such a generic mustache twirling, like, bureaucrat villain. Dude, awful. That you see all the time. I was actually like excited at the beginning because it seemed like that was the type of character that he was going to be. And then they kind of were going to subvert that and have that actually be like a, a nice guy, right? Like an ally to to Monica. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And it just totally went into the stereotypical power-hungry bureaucrat. And a huge left turn for no reason. And, and then they, they literally have him try and shoot children in the last episode. Oh my just god, to like seriously? Put the cherry yeah. on it, right? I mean, they're <laughs> fake children, I guess, but still. I couldn't believe what I was kind of seeing in that finale when he pulls a gun on kids. And I was like, really? This is where his character is going? And then shoots his own, like, agent or whatever. It was totally unnecessary because you have Agatha and, like, Wanda's kind of like a pseudo-villain here too, where they totally pulled the punches on that too, by the way, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, that's a huge one. And then you also got, you know, White Vision. Or right, right. Vision. I don't know what you want to call it. Vision. <laughs> so, okay, I talked, we, we talked about this disappointing kind of part of the series. I think another part that was a little disappointing to me, and I don't know about how you guys feel about it, was Pietro. Yeah. Or Fietro, as Agnes calls him, or, you know, I like to call him Fake-Tro, <laughs> because he's ultimately just a dude, right? It's a giant red herring, yeah. Uh, and he's the Ralph that Agnes has mentioned this whole time. 
you know, uh, throughout Ralph, the Ralph Boner. Boner. And I think this is the character that I think a lot of people feel they were misled slash maybe frustrated with that their theories didn't pan out the way they wanted to, right? Because a lot of people thought, you know, this meant that the X-Men from the Fox universe were here, right? That this is opening them up to to join the MCU, but to find out that this is just a dude that looks like Evan Peters, who I guess who's an actor that happens to live in, you know, the MCU world or universe at the moment and isn't Pietro, right? Isn't Peter and doesn't have powers at all. I mean, I never expected it to be anything else. Good on you for that. I never thought that they were going to intro the X-Men this way. I feel like I, I said that from the beginning, from the first you episode. Did. Like, it's you not going to be like that, right? And I'm, I'm not disappointed. I think the Ralph Boner joke is kind of stupid. Well, it doesn't hit for me because I've never watched the series. But apparently, I was like, you know, doing research. Like, Boner is actually like a name that's supposed to tie with growing pains. I think like Kirk Hammond's best friend in that show is called Boner. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, so like, yeah, like whatever. that's totally lost on me. But yeah, like, that's apparently, lost on me too. So if anyone who's like watched sitcoms or like can verify that, they can let, let us know. But that's just what I've read slash heard. And then <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter be like, "These two lines are are one episode apart." Where one was like, "Visions like what is grief but love persevering," and then. An episode later is like I'm Ralph Boner. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like same writers, huh? <laughs> I understand, Jeff, that you know you didn't believe it, you didn't think that that's where it was headed. But mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think that that was Fox's Pietro or but Peter. You thought it was going to be something. I thought Just it was going to be yeah. like another Peter from like the multiverse, right? At least mm. that would make sense to me. Like, it's not the same one. It doesn't mean that the Fox X Men are coming in, but it does kind of open up the multiverse and Mm. i don't know i think this particular one i think it is a little mean-spirited i feel like maybe maybe they thought it was cutesy to think like oh ha 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 we're gonna use another you know you recognize this guy as as quicksilver but we're gonna use in our series but he's actually not quicksilver but i think that having that you you are like actively deceiving us in i think a little mean-spirited way where you you know people are going to think that and you're purposely misleading us in that way well that's why it's genius though that's why it's genius because it puts you in the mind of the townsfolk who are being controlled by wanda's mind powers and so it gives you some empathy for those people so <laughs> you know you know okay i'm fucking trolling you i don't give it i don't fucking <laughs> believe that i'm just fucking around yeah um it, maybe it's a little mean-spirited i guess i, I wasn't at all attached to it so I, I didn't care. But it is in the vein of like older superhero movies and TV where they just kind of like throw something in that was like not at all related to the guy and it had the name. And they were just like, hey, see, here's, I don't know, Jubilee or whatever. There's just like some random Asian girl in the background of an extra yeah. film, right? <laughs> like that's right, kind of right, what right. – this is a little bit more like what, what this was. And like in this day and age, people have been led to expect a lot more than that from Marvel. So I think that's why their expectations were sky high. I'm curious. Do you think they still would have been able to do this if they had not bought Fox? Oh, that's interesting because he actually doesn't. He doesn't actually play, right? You know, you know, he's never called Quicksilver, right? I mean, it's clearly not verified that he's even that character. So yeah, I don't. That's that is an interesting thing. Just some food for thought, nothing like. So what I was gonna say is, this is not the first time Marvel's done this, though, right? 
they did it with Spider-Man. It's a Far From Home, right? It's the second one. Mm-hmm. Where all all the trailers had were like, hey, I'm Mysterio from Earth this, right? Like mm-hmm. that also kind of actively deceived us to think that maybe the multiverse is here now. And then you find out, no, he's just Quentin Beck that used to work for Tony Stark and isn't actually from a different Earth. And I feel like this is doing the same thing where it's like, hey, this is clearly Evan Peters. This is the guy who played Quicksilver and Fox. But no, he's not the Quicksilver from Fox. Like, I'm now starting to get suspicious that if we even are going to get a multiverse, like the the fact that they've released the, the name of Doctor Strange 2 doesn't necessarily mean now that I think there's going to be a multiverse. And that just sucks. <laughs> like that I feel like so Well, I think deceived. they're saving the actual introduction of the multiverse for that movie, right? Maybe, yeah. Rather than like a throwaway moment in WandaVision or like a secondary plot point in, in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what what the plan might be. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, and Marvel Marvel's always been a little more multiverse shy compared to yes, DC. They right? have, yeah. They don't they don't do that as much. Um, there's a lot of like alternate futures and alternate pasts and shit like that, but they don't do the multiverse thing as much, I think. So the last thing uh, I'll say about the Evan Peters Fietro character is I actually went back and watched 6789. It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen right, some right, of those right. older episodes. And there's actually some pretty interesting dialogue that comes from that Halloween episode. The, mm. You know, the one where Evan Peters is, you know, a pretty big proponent of that episode. He actually says, I'm trying to do my part. Come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, stir up trouble with the Rugrats, and ultimately give you grief. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to like now having hindsight, right? Uh, after the series is done and, you know, who his character was being controlled by. It's right. kind of interesting to like look back at those old lines and like it, they were basically telling us who he was from the beginning. Yeah. So I, I want to I talk a little bit about Agatha. So the big meme song is agatha all along her little yes. song in episode was it seven seven yes everyone fucking loves this song everyone thinks it's a bop uh there's like tiktoks and shit about it but the song isn't true right because it wasn't agatha all along it's wanda it's the one who created this world <laughs> it's still wanda yeah absolutely she's just in it to steal her power right that's that's the only thing She's been doing some little, you yeah, know, manipulations, people, you know, pulling she, strings, right, right, right. Uh, what did she, she killed the pet? Right. We saw her her point of view when she was like pretending to be manipulated in the car with Vision, right? Sure, and uh, she was behind the, the, the director's chair in the Modern Family episode, right? The fake Pietro. Yeah, and then she's the one who like sent fake Pietro, and she was out there the whole time like controlling him. So, yeah, those are all the little snippets we kind of saw in that little vignette that. Um, or that little, I guess, Agatha intro that we got. But yeah, let's let's talk about Agatha then. Like, what did you guys think about, I guess, her being the, the I guess, the final villain in this, in this series? The big what, bad? Was she the big bad? Kind of, I guess. Kinda. I think she is. Sort of. It, it seems like sort of everybody gets their villain to fight, right? The yeah. Vision gets the white Vision, and then Scarlet Witch gets Agnes, um, I guess. It's better, better than better than the sword plot line, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I guess just to skip to like the series finale. In the end, I sort of like. You know, I, I didn't love the whole fight between her and Wanda. It was kind of whatever to me, but I enjoyed <laughs> it's that another, they. Uh, big beams in the sky thing. Yeah, it's this, another one right? of those. But they did a good job of at least spicing it up with this one, where 
hey, behind the beams that, you know, uh, Wanda's quote unquote missing, you know, she's putting up ruins around Westview. That was a cute yeah, little tie back to the mm-hmm. uh, previous episode. I like that. And I, and, I, and I liked, similarly, I liked the way that Vision defeated his um, yes sort of uh, doppelganger. That was also really cool. So those things were both really cool. I thought the very end also worked for me. I think they, I did think they nailed the end with uh, the hex kind of slowly disappearing. At first, I was sort of disappointed by the episode. Uh, and I, I liked it more maybe after I thought about it a little bit. But I, I didn't like it at first. I think what I didn't like was I didn't like the... Monica stuff that we talked about that was weak. I didn't like any of the sword stuff. The kids are just like, whatever. They're fake kids. You can't really have much attachment to the, you know, the fake kids. I don't know. And, and I think the thing that maybe the thing that rankles is that they never really deal with Wanda having mind controlled this town. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Like, as if it actually had been Agatha all and you go, oh, okay. But like, it wasn't. It was clearly her. You see her do it. So, like, what's the fallout for that going to be? And, like, at the end, she's talking to Monica, and Monica's like, yeah, they would never understand. It's like, what the fuck is there to understand? You control their minds. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're expecting forgiveness? Like, why? Like, they don't know you're the hero of this fucking they, TV they show or totally watching. Off the hook. Yeah, they, these people don't know you're the, the hero of a TV show you're watching. You just came to their town and controlled their minds for weeks and, like, gave their children nightmares and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, man, what are the therapy bills going to be like in Westview? Like, it's insane. Someone said that it really didn't sit well with them that a black woman let, like, Wanda off for, like, enslaving a whole town. (laughs) (laughs) Which was very, very very funny, I thought. Um, uh, Which is true. I mean, they they totally just just let her slide on this whole enslaving. And, like, in episode five, it was revealed that it's painful, right? It hurts to be under this kind of mind control. So I thought... A little bit of a cop out. Yeah, you have some awareness and you like, you know, and the people are like, I think they talk in this most recent episode about like, oh, our children are like having, like, when you allow us to sleep, we have your nightmares. nightmares Holy yeah. fuck. That's, so that's like a, that's a horror villain description. That's not, that's not what you want the hell. And they just completely like ignore it. Like, and, and this is why poor Hayward is such a disappointment. It's, is like, uh, Wanda's actually incredibly fucked up and, we should definitely be droning people like her and not random people in the Middle East, like blowing up weddings and shit. Like, if you're going to drone somebody, drone the person mind controlling a town. If he was more sympathetic and not like an outright villain, I think that would have added so much more dimension to the sword plotline, right? Like, like if he's in the right, I mean, he is in the right, but just for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah, I feel like you should be rooting for him to like, maybe not to blow her up, but like, like, Monica's compassion for Wanda also makes, like, zero sense. She's like, if Wanda's the problem, she, we have to make her part of the solution. Like, why? Like, that doesn't make any logical sense. Like, I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing. Is, it's like, it's just, like, set up to be like, okay, Hayward's going to be evil. Monica's going to be good. And she's going to be good by showing compassion to Wanda because they both have suffered through, like, you know, traumatic experience. They both have grief or whatever. Like, it's just all very lazy. I, I don't know. I already th- knew that, like, what Wanda was doing was, like, totally fucked up and, like, it's terrible, but then to find out, like, she's causing these people nightmares and, like, some of them would rather die than live through this is, like, this is a little extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's actually a very good point. Like, someone's like, uh, if you're not going to let us out, just let us die. die. I was like, yeah, I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's more excusable because it's, it's a, you know, a Disney Marvel show for children. But, like, they pull a Breaking Bad. They let their hero off the hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a cop-out, but I do like that they didn't cop-out and make – 
Wanda's kids real or have Vision survive? I mean, Vision kind of yeah, survived, yeah. but not really. Um, I like that they didn't let her have that happy ending. Yeah, I'm glad they stuck with that. And I think that really would have copped out and I really would have hated it because like this whole show is about like grief and like processing that grief and letting it go. And like if she just got to keep her fake kids and and have Vision survive, then like what's the point of this whole show, right? I do really like the ending. I, I like all the stuff kind of once again, like get back to the house and the conversation oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. like, yeah, the conversation about like, you know, uh, a family's always forever and like them putting the kids to bed and then yeah. them having their final moment. I think all of that works really well for me. It worked really well. Yeah. I think the emotional beats there landed pretty well. It's just some of the other stuff that, that kind of fell flat for me. I do want to get back to uh, what we're calling, like I guess, white you know, white vision versus vision. I, I did like uh, that you know it didn't end with like some kind of big you know uh, throwing of blows, rather than it started off that way. Yeah, it started off that way, but then it rather ends with like you know, it's more like this logical like theory like any fight that ends with the ship of theseus is is pretty cool to me actually yeah it's very do- very doctor strange right kind of fits the character it's like the android trapping the other android in a logical like loop fallacy uh-huh. loop or whatever the hell kind of plays into that trope i i, I like that so i got to ask like what happened in the end so did fake vision like unlock the white vision's memories yes but then he doesn't have the emotions or anything no. from from the Mind Stone. Is that what it is? Yes. I think that's I think exactly that's, it. I think that's what it is. Right? So wait, it's the Mind Stone that made him like a person or something? I, I, don't, him I, more I don't follow so. this. Human. I think so. I think that's the implication because he even says like, I'm not Vision because I don't have the Mind Stone. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that part of that, what made, you know, the Vision that we saw in like Age of Ultron and in Civil War and Endgame all, or, or Infinity War that vision is, you know, uh, like a mixture of, you know, like what they've said in the past. Like it's a mixture of Jarvis. It's a mixture of Tony. It's a mixture of, you know, uh, Bruce Banner. But and it's also a mixture of Ultron, the, act- the Ultron, and the actual mm-hmm. Mind Stone itself, right? right? So once you've gotten rid of the Mind Stone, you really are getting a rid of part of a vision that used to make Vision Vision, right? Right. So, so where where is the Mind Stone? It's technically destroyed. Destroyed, destroyed by what? In this timeline, Thanos destroys all the Infinity Stones, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then in Endgame, they retrieve them, and then Cap returned them to their... Uh, the other timelines that they took it from. Oh, so they don't exist anymore in this timeline. Like in this, this timeline, ti- no. This timeline's version of those stones were destroyed? Yes. Huh. Okay. But it's very curious that we learn at the end of this series that a part of the Mind Stone is still in Wanda? Right, because she yeah, even I don't says, know what that was about. Because she says, like, I created you with the part of the mind stone that's in me. I thought that was like metaphorical or something. Well, I don't know because when you actually watch the episode where she creates Vision, it's like she's red, but the thing that's coming out of that's creating yellow. is yellow, like the mind stone. Well, I think maybe that's from when she was destroying the mind stone in Infinity War, right? Like, I don't know. She had such prolonged exposure to like. It's like actual like molecular structure when she's like trying to shatter it. Remember, she did shatter it, and then Thanos came and rewound time. Right, so it's 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 mumbo jumbo, but whatever. I'll buy it. It's fine. 
I guess. But then, like, I'm, I agree with you. I know you've mentioned before, Jeff, that you really like to get away from the Infinity Stones yeah. of it all. And, like, the fact that they keep bringing up the Mind Stone and... And like if if a part of the a part of Wanda is the Mind Stone because the Mind Stone helped like create Wanda isn't part of the Space Stone part of Carol then because that created Carol, I guess. I mean, I'll I'll let it slide just because like Vision is part of him is the Mind Stone, right? So like you can't really have a show about Wanda and Vision without having some sort of like allusion to the Mind Stone, right? So that's okay. Also, Scarlet Witch is costume is badass i like that thing yeah i like that she has a costume change i didn't quite understand or i guess it's not important to me that she was called the scarlet witch very early in the season when we got that line from like hayward that exchange between hayward and jimmy Wu was like oh does she have a superhero name and then jimmy was like no that she's always just been known as wanda maximoff okay i guess that's a funny inside joke I didn't realize that this series was going to culminate to her becoming the Scarlet Witch. I I don't think I actually care about that. It's kind of a retcon, right? Because we always thought that Wanda got her powers from from the Mind Stone. Yeah, yeah they should because the scepter the yeah. scepter is actually inside yeah, the scepter is the, the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone. They showed in that last episode, right? The flashback episode. Yeah, a little bit because we were led to believe from at least Age of Ultron, that, you know, they got their powers from the Mind Stone, right? From the Scepter. But now it makes it seem like she had latent magical powers all along, and the, all the Mind Stone did was just enhance them. Right, because even as a child, she was she was, she was was stopping those bombs or whatever, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. She was the one preventing the Stark missiles from, from going off in her home. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about that episode... A little bit like I thought it was not my favorite episode right I didn't really need Wanda's backstory I felt like I kind of understood this character at this point that I didn't need to see like the actual death of her parents and I didn't need to see when I guess her and Vision have their first interaction right or whatever kind of interaction I did like the Vision uh, Wanda interaction more than the, the childhood flashbacks I think I liked it because I didn't like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like not as good an MCU fan. I just didn't remember all this shit. So, like, I think it's good for the casual TV fan who's That's like That's true, yeah. Watching I guess in that like, regard, yeah. You know, like, if you don't remember all this stuff, I think this is a good refresher for you. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the bomb thing. Like, the, I feel like the average person watching these Marvel movies isn't going to remember the childhood history of this, like, secondary character mm-hmm. that showed up, like, 10 years ago. Like, when was the movie that we saw her... Uh, Age of Ultron was probably, what, 2015, I think? Uh, 2015, you're right. Good job. Good job, Eric. Yeah. So, yeah, 2015 movie. So, are you going to remember the childhood history of this character from this movie six years ago? I feel like definitely not. I mean, I mean all I can say is just, like, get on my level. Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I totally understand. Like, that. that's actually a really good point. Like, Especially if you've never even seen Age of Ultron, right? Like, they're trying to make these series able to follow even though you've never seen uh, a Marvel property in the past, right? So, that that's a good point, right? That that maybe this episode wasn't for me. It was some, for someone that maybe doesn't remember her history or doesn't know her history at all. And I also thought it was interesting that they kind of pivoted her from having 
these powers to being more of like a magic user to get mm-hmm. her in line with the Doctor Strange because she's going to co-star with Benedict Cumberbatch in, in this in the second Doctor Strange movie. So I thought that was really interesting that they kind of had her change her skill set a little bit. The series finale actually had a nice little uh, callback to Agents of Shield. If you guys never watched, I, I'm sure you guys never watched Agents of Shield. I did. You so you think this is a callback versus I think this. Well, it's not a callback. It's it's an over reference to what was in that show, right? Because the book that she's reading from is the Darkhold. Yes, which is featured heavily in Agents of Shield. So I think this is more of a fuck you. You aren't part of the MCU. We we Why? know because that I don't even think it looks like the same Darkhold in the show, right? So I did read about this, even though I didn't see the show. I think it does. Like, I'm kind of with you, Derek. I think this was them saying, like, We're or maybe not saying back. it, but like, yeah, yeah. this is, the, yeah. okay, you, okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah, like, I, I just find it so funny that, like, when you watch Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D., right, then when they first started that series, they tried their best to tie in with the movies. After a while, they just gave up because I think the MCU gave up on them, right? Like, they, they were never going to incorporate any yeah. of those characters into the MCU right, properly. Right, right. And the fact that, like, they had a huge arc with this Darkhold, right? With, like, that that was part of the Ghost Rider storyline, too. It was, uh, it was Madame Hydra. And she was trying to use the powers and, like, some life model decoy nonsense. That was a great season. That was, like, probably their, I, th- I mean, in my opinion, the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For them to now then just, like, take the Darkhold back and be like, Fuck you guys. We we we're don't, don't yeah, we're taking it back. We're we're the people that own the dark hold now. It's just like I don't know. I felt that this was kind of a an FU to Agent Shield and and I, I'm a fan of Agent Shield. I li- actually really like that show. Like I, I I don't think it's that as bad as I think um some people have kind of given it right, slack we're, for. We're getting, we're yeah, getting we're getting away from WandaVision. We're getting a little <laughs> off topic, but, but I want to ask you, Derek. I I've watched all of Agents of Shield, except for seasons six and seven, the last two seasons, are they worth watching, or have you have you not even? I I think the last one is. I actually really do like the last season of the show. I think it's it's pretty clever because it becomes this kind of like time travel, time hopping thing that yeah. That works really I, well. I stopped watching at season six because like Coulson came back as like this other character. I was like, yeah, that I one is. I don't fucking care. But then like I tried to get into the last season, but then like a lot of stuff from season six carried over. So I was like, I don't want to watch this other season. I can't remember how much you really need to know from know. season six. I'll just to, read to, the Wikipedia to, re- to rewatch But I, I actually did like the the season okay, fair enough. last season. And I did like the series finale of that show. Like, okay. I think it, it pays off really well, all the characters really well. Sorry, that that was a little side thing about Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. But yeah, uh, talking about the Darkhold. I mean, I think that's going to be our tie into... Doctor Wait, Strange. did someone me- mention the Darkhold in in this Wandavision? Yes, yeah, it's Agnes. Say Darkhold? They did. Agnes did, right? She did because she says like, "Oh, there's a whole chapter dedicated to you in the Darkhold," and then she opens the book, and there there's the silhouette of the Scarlet Witch or whatever. But yeah, I think this is our entry into Doctor Strange because I mean, I've seen a lot of like this 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 is like the theory that's kind of like going around that if you guys remember in Doctor Strange, if like. I think it's at Comertage when there's like that wall of books. There is a book missing. And a lot of people originally, even before I think WandaVision, thought that might be the Darkhold. Mm. So now that they've actually revealed the Darkhold, I wonder if it's going to be the key to like maybe whatever happens in Doctor Strange 2, they, he needs the Darkhold, right? 
to right. to fight fight that, and then it would lead to him having to work with Wanda or something. And how well I've speculated through, through this whole series, um, it's not going to come true. So <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong anyway. I just I just imagine like all these Marvel writers being like just laughing in our faces when everyone's like, "Oh, Reed Richards is going to show up or whatever," and then he never does. I think they're probably just like, wait, what? Reed Richards? We were not thinking of that. Yeah. Right? Like, I, th- I think nine times out of ten, they're just probably shocked by the bizarre things that people come up with. I was like, you can't be mad that that didn't happen. Come on. Like, that's such a stupid... I'm not mad at that not happening. I'm just like, that was one of those things where it just felt like... It would have been cool. No, not even that. They were like trying to lead to something bigger than it was actually, and all it was was just a bunch of people with a rover, like that. Like yeah, that was a little yeah, disappointing because yeah. she kept saying like, "Oh, I need to meet someone who's going to help me get in," and "Oh, my aerospace engineer is like just like a mile out of town. Let's go meet him." And then it's just a bunch There's of people random with, dude with a with a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like that yeah. was so disappointing. It, you know, Reed Richards or not, I was just like, that was your payoff. It was just a a, a fucking car. I think in the end, I do like this show, but this this sword, this whole sword plotline was a mess beginning to end. I think. I think it was. It, it was dragged the, drags the show down a full like letter. I think letter grade. I oh think. yeah, I think so. It's I real so. bad. We should probably get into the end credits, right? Or not the end credits, but the uh, well, the, uh, there's a mid credit stinger and then an end, end credit stinger. So let's talk about the first one, right? And it has heavily to do with Monica. I was so mad about Monica as a character already. Like, that this fucking <laughs> did we have to bring her back? <laughs> for me. Not that I didn't want to see her again, but, like, you already fucked up her character. Like, what's this mid-credits scene going to do to improve her character? Nothing. I mean, it was it was nice to see the scrolls again, and I think it was a nice tease for her to go into space or whatever. Cause That's all it was, yeah. I forget I, I forget what the scroll's name is, but it's, uh, it's Talos's lieutenant, right, from Captain Marvel? Oh, dude, I don't, I mean, not to sound specious, they all look alike, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know if this was supposed to be someone we were supposed to recognize. I just, I mean, I I understood it's a scroll and I get it. You know, I get it. Maybe it's an entirely different scroll, right? Yeah, the shape Wait, so is she talking about Talos or is she talking about Nick Fury? I think. It could be either. I think they're working together at this point. So it's like, it's pretty interchangeable, I think. See, it's funny. I had the complete opposite reaction from you, Jeff. I was like, oh, like this character's been wasted this whole time, but maybe she'll actually get some shine and something of her own. So I was kind of, I actually really liked this mid credit teaser. It made me excited to see what else they use her in and maybe they won't but waste her in whatever I, I that is. I agree with you. And that's why it made me so mad. I was like, why couldn't you have this during the show? I mean, obviously you can't have a scrolls in this, in this show. It would have been too much, but like, I don't know, something. The whole purpose of Monica, I feel like in the show was to set her up for something else versus actively use her in this series. Yeah. Brings me back to like Age of Ultron, like all that setup for like Thor Ragnarok and like the sequels that were going to come after Age of Ultron. Like it really bogged down that movie. And I feel like Monica's story of becoming a super or getting superpowers really bogged down Wanda's story in mm-hmm. this in this series. So yeah, ultimately, I like I knew this where this was going and I was just like, okay, I get it. Let's let's get to the the other stinger then. Okay, yeah, Wanda is at this secluded cabin on this lake, and you know she's making some tea or coffee for herself. But then you know the camera tracks into her bedroom, and it's her like 
astral form yeah i guess yeah. her scarlet witch astral form which is what dr strange did when when he was learning magic in uh Kamertage or whatever so yeah it does seem like she's leveling up right that she's as talented and if agnes is to believe more powerful than stephen strange well she's studying the dark hole right that's what she yeah. has yeah and there's something super sinister about this, mm-hmm. especially after she enslaved a whole town for like weeks. <laughs> but she hears her twins. I think by the time if they do bring back the kids, they'll be old enough that they don't actually have to age them up, right? In a sense. Yeah. Like you can probably have these same kids playing the roles. Because I don't think this is gonna really resolve itself for probably another couple like a, another year or two, or even mm-hmm. three. When we might actually get like a Young Avengers, you know, series or movie or they'll show up in like an actual Avengers movie or something. You know what I mean? Multiverse of Madness is 2022, right? I don't know if they'll show up in that, but they might. Yeah, I don't think so. But but that movie is 2022 because people were yeah. like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is for sure going to show up in this. I was like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> people were just like really projecting their crazy fantasies onto the show. Yeah. I do feel like they could have given us a morsel of something or other, which they didn't, but I don't know. You can't really blame them for that. No. In the end, like, this show is about, if you think about it, it's really about, like, a, a woman dealing with her grief. Right. And, and you know, dealing with, like, kind of moving on. And ultimately, like, that's what we got. And I, I was pretty satisfied by that arc, right? You know, like, we've already talked about the end of the this you know, when the the hex is breaking down. I thought that was really effective. And if we're just judging on that, I thought it worked really well. But, you know, all the added stuff is what really just weighs this down and, and brings the grade down. I don't think it met the show's full potential. Mm-hmm. In the end, a Marvel show became a Marvel show, right? That's what, that's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah, and absolutely. I feel like people who thought it was... Um, avant-garde masterpiece like twin peaks david lynch stuff they're like really eating crow now but <laughs> they need to they need to watch a lot more movies or TV. yeah yeah they they definitely had more credence to what they were thinking back in like episodes one and two but by the end it's just more big beam magic in the sky and like you know i mean i'll give it an edge over a lot of like lower tier mcu stuff just because of the emotional beats by themselves they really landed and i really like that i I really like vision's whole arc and i like i like wanda's whole arc even though they let her off the hook a little bit yeah um well not a little bit they they just a lot of it (laughs) a lot of a lot of it and i think also that's really anchored by the great performances by both elizabeth olsen and like especially paul bentony i think it's just yeah so good and and katherine hahn's good too oh yeah yeah Um, yeah they were all fun to watch i i i just even though it was flawed, I'm glad they took a shot at doing something even slightly different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not anticipating, like, for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that yeah. much because it's just – it's going to be an MCU movie in TV format. They're not doing anything different with that one at all. I think there's less room for disappointment with that, though. Yeah, because they're not they're not aiming high, right? So, they, they, they yeah. I mean, I just don't know will I enjoy, like – mcu movie in tv format like is that a fun thing to watch like uh, for i don't know whatever nine hours straight or i think falcon and winter soldier best case scenario is like 10 episodes of the freeway fight from the winter soldier 
<laughs> I think they've already announced that Falcon Winter Soldier is only going to be a six episode. Oh, six season. episodes. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit more condensed than this. I don't know how long the episodes are. I don't know if it's just going to be the same as this where it's only half an hour. Each. Is that on the 19th? I believe it comes out on whatever that Friday is. The 19th, I think. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere, but I, I just thought I was just thinking about this. How do you rate the WandaVision as the first show of the new MCU TV stuff versus the Netflix Marvel shows? Oh, I think Daredevil is still probably better. Yeah, like that was a really, I think, Daredevil's a really better. strong beginning to that. Like, I, I thought say that even was yeah. Punisher is better. <laughs> yeah, Punisher is definitely better too for me. My favorite series or favorite season of any of that Netflix stuff was actually the first season Jessica Jones. Like, I love that season. So, mm. like, I think that's probably stronger than this. So, I, I agree with. Uh, Amir, I do commend them on trying something different with this. I mean, I still am on the boat that really loves the whole sitcom stuff uh, on this show. Let's force your hands. Like, if you had to give this a grade, what would it be? It's a B. I'm in the same exact boat. I think a a solid B is, I think, yeah. where, where I'm at. Because I started the first three episodes, I gave a B plus when I wrote my review. And like, if you're just going by like my metrics. Like, I gave, like, Captain Marvel a B-, and I like this more than Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. I thought, the, I thought the emotional beats just landed for me. I think the sword stuff really sucks, but I, I don't think I can dock more than, like, half a grade. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a B- to me, just because a lot of the stuff that I I saw in this was really strong, and I, I did like it, but ugh, the sword stuff is so bad. It's real bad. I, I, I was in the same boat with you. I was thinking B-, and... I don't know, B came out. So I was like, all right, let's go with it. No, I think my first inclination would be like somewhere in the B range. Yeah. Uh, actually, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about that we didn't really get to talk about is what do you guys think of the last two like sitcoms that they kind of covered, right? Or the sitcom eras that they covered, right? With I thought they kind of sucked. Really? What, the Malcolm in the Middle and uh, Modern Family? Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they didn't understand what made those shows funny. The jokes in that were not funny. They were not mm. characteristic of Malcolm in the Middle or Modern Family. Maybe Modern Family a little bit, uh, but like it wasn't. It, they didn't capture the feeling of those shows like it did in the fifties and the sixties, right? Like, like with the Dick Van Dyke Show and like Bewitched and stuff. It, it didn't capture that. I don't think. Okay, all right. Because like Wanda's like, oh, what are you gonna do? It's it's a case of the Mondays. It's like. That's a dumb fucking joke. It's stupid. And, and they had it in the they had it in like the commercials and everything too. It's not funny. It's it's a bad parody of like a modern family pastiche, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you obviously have a different thought. You you liked it? Admittedly, I've never really seen Malcolm in the Middle, so I couldn't really like grasp if this was doing that well enough. It was not. <laughs> okay. I was okay with the whole Modern Family Office episode just because I did think that the stuff with Vision and Darcy was really funny to me with him kind of like doing the confessional to the camera, but then realizing like, Hey, what am I doing here? And then he like just flies off. I thought that was really clever. And, uh, but I agree. I think the stuff with Wanda and the kids in that segment don't work. Out. Yeah. But I can't, I can't really speak to the Malcolm in the middle. Malcolm in the middle was very, very funny. That show was really funny. I don't think this really captured its sense of humor or like it's, it's vibe, you know. So I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not like a 
not like a huge deal, I don't think. The really weird thing about that is that a lot of people called that the 90s episode. But Malcolm in the Middle came it's out. It's like early 2000s. Yeah. January 2000. Like, so that was like, I don't know, maybe they just wanted to copy Malcolm in the Middle and not fudging the, the era. time a yeah. little bit. Yeah, they definitely fudged the timeline a little bit because when they're kids, they're watching, when Pietro and Wanda are kids, they're watching Malcolm in the Middle. But that's definitely the 90s because they're not that young. But Malcolm in the Middle didn't air until the 2000s. So, oh, you know what? I almost forgot. What scene I really liked was Wanda supposedly breaking Vision out of S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. I thought that was a great oh, yeah. scene. We we didn't really talk about that. What episode was that? Was that... that was also the flash, quote-unquote flashback episode. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, because we were, we were led to believe that she, she broke stole him, stole him and recreated body, right? him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but Hayward wouldn't let her. Um, so this Vision is just a complete creation of, of Wanda's... Wanda's magic, right? It's not. It's not from Vision's dead body because White Vision is made from Vision's dead body. And then we get that kind of cool moment, or I, I thought really tender moment when she kind of opens the deed, and then you know the heart is there saying, you know, yeah. build the future, and it, all the emotional stuff between Vision and Scarlet Witch really works for me in this series. It's great. It's really good. The one last thing I wanted to bring up, actually, uh, on my end, is uh, we talked about this in the past, but I'm actually a little disappointed that emma caulfield's character didn't turn out to be any uh, another, one. An, right. another red herring you don't like these Chekhov's guns remaining unfired huh well it may be i mean that's my own speculation wanting her to be anything something bigger and like that's my i mean i'm not disappointing that but just the fact that like i love her and i've wanted her to be bigger and she wasn't and it's just like uh, she okay. basically just got that one scene in like episode two and that was yeah it. And right? then the and then the scene at the end, uh, the last episode where she talks about you know <laughs> like we find out second. that the, yeah we talk we I guess we find out that all the kids are just trapped in their bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, also in that vein is where does Mister Hart go? Do you guys remember Mister Hart from the very first episode, the boss? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You see his wife. You see his wife, one. but you never see him again. I don't know if it's just maybe something with the actual actor that never he couldn't just show up anymore after the first episode. But it's just really weird that we never actually see him at the end or ever again after that first episode. That's just something I noticed, but it's not really that big of an issue. But yeah, I guess if that if you guys have nothing else, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Um, you can find me on the podcast for now. What about you, Derek? You can find me at the wrong day, Dick spelled D A Y I K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to many more listeners. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions about WandaVision, I'd like to read emails out on the pod sometimes, so shoot us a line at jeff at strangeharbors.com. And with that, this will conclude this week's episode. We will see you guys next week. See you next, next week, everybody. See you guys then.